So today marks the last Saturday or Sunday of the liturgical year and the solemnity of Christ the King. Although at first glance, these themes might appear to be independent of each other, they are actually intimately connected. Just before we begin the season of Advent, waiting and preparing for Emmanuel, God with us, we pause today to thank God and to praise and thank him, our Lord and King, for all he has done for us. Christ the King is a feast uh, a lot of Americans don't particularly identify with. Historically, we're kind of anti-king. Today's readings don't help make the image more palatable for us. Each of the readings depict enthronement and riding on clouds and receiving dominion and power and splendor and glory. These traditional images of kings with power and hierarchy are things that so many of us are uncomfortable with. Do any of us really want to be ruled or lorded over? We, most of us, value our independence and our freedom. Royalty historically is associated with the high and the mighty who are really distant from the people, especially common people who are struggling and suffering in their lives. Monarchies have a reputation of being associated with opulence and palaces, power, and a multitude of servants. Hardly anything we could relate to in our daily lives. But this feast of Christ the King reverses the whole royal association and description. Today we get a new picture of what it means to call Jesus our Lord and our King. He is a king like no other, not because of domineering political or financial power, but because radiating from Jesus is the divine power of unimaginable love. In John's passion narrative, King is central to the title of Jesus, a Messiah who would overthrow the Romans as overlords and restore the kingdom of Israel. A Roman authority like Pilate would be concerned since anyone claiming to be king would be a rival to the emperor and thus an affront to the Roman imperial rule. A politician like Pilate understands power and position. He can understand the concept of kingship. But Pilate doesn't get that the kingship that Jesus is referring to is a spiritual concept. Jesus is talking to us today about something completely different. Pilate thinks of kingship in terms of earthly authority and political realities. Jesus responds by inviting Pilate and each and every one of us to think about him in terms of his appropriate heavenly origin. My kingdom does not belong to this world. This kingdom is the communion 
of human beings with the Father through Jesus, and it comes about by God's initiation and his action. The kingdom originates from God, not from this world. Jesus is not saying that his kingdom is absent from the world or, bar or, or is barren from the worldly realities. His kingdom is both in the world, but not of this world. Each of us enjoy the heavenly realities of truth, love, peace, and joy when we live as he did, bearing faithful witness to the truth with great love. The prayers we offer, the sacraments, the acts of service for others bring us in communion with Christ's kingship when we allow his power to work through us. When Jesus was brought before Pilate, he, of course, had the power, but he chose not to use it. He foregoes force and demonstrates that the kingship of Christ overturns the systems of power and wealth and violence that so often rule our world. His power is not that of kings or great people of the world. It is a divine power to give all of us eternal life. Jesus' power came from doing good, from trusting in God, not from buying into someone else's definition of power or strength or might or what it was to be a king. Surrendering to God brought victory, victory over evil, and even more, victory over death. Jesus only really used the power from God by giving it away. Power does not consist of winning or dominating people or intimidating them with strong how strong we are, or how mighty we are, or how rich we are, or how fancy we are. Power, real power, true power, God's power is something else, completely different. It is in loving and serving and being willing to patiently witness and wait with trust and with faith. We see some of that on display this evening as we acknowledge those that we're thankful for, for their ministry. And we thank all of those that participated today in this act of human kindness in support of our food pantry. Our gospel today presents us with a confrontation between the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of the world is personified by Pilate, and the kingdom of God is exemplified by Jesus Christ. The trial, the debate we encounter between Pilate and Jesus typifies the constant value between our world versus the values of God's kingdom he has 
prepared for us. Two coexisting but conflicting worlds. One is troubled and deadly and perverts the truth. The other is God's world where truth and love reign. As Christians, all of us weave between these two worlds, and we recognize that it is not off, it is always often tough for us to discern the truth. When our world today is saturated with social media and bloggers and talk radio and opinionated cable channels and politicians positioning for the next election, so much misinformation. That is one of the reasons why the church celebrates certain feasts, because the pressing need for us to be reminded of some particular aspect of our Catholic faith. The feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, is a somewhat recent addition to our Catholic liturgical calendar. Pope Pius the the 11th instituted the feast in 1925 to help the church respond to rising secularism, materialism, and atheism in our world. That certainly sounds relevant to me about our modern world today. We have been here before many times. Peace still eludes us. Social and political and economic orders are shaking, and nations continue in many ways to re reject the light of the gospel. We can be grateful then for the chance to celebrate each year the solemnity of Christ the King, because the world needs us now more than ever. Our witness to Jesus' rule over all things Jesus' kingdom is a spiritual one that exists in people of every nation who have a personal relationship with him and thus with each other. Our mission is to bear witness to the truth for which Jesus came into the world, died, and rose again. Namely, that God loves everyone, seeks their common good, and desires to live with us forever. When inaugurating this feast, Pope Pius wrote these words, Oh, what happiness would be ours if all people, individuals, families, and nations would but let themselves be governed by Christ as we close out this liturgical year and move to the season of Advent, let that be the focus of our prayer. That Christ, the ruler of the universe, in whom we can place our trust completely, will continue to guide the church in his protective care. <laughs>